So in Bethlehem of Judea, the same Bethlehem that we sing about at Christmas time, there was this family. The family is Elimelech and Naomi, and they had their sons, Malon and Chilion. And Malon and Chilion had wives, Orpah and Ruth. So when we meet our scripture lesson this morning, Israel has become a place that is, is not great. It's not the safest place. There's a famine that's overtaken the land. There's a severe lack of opportunities to make a living and to support your family. The wealthiest people in the land lived in comfort while the working farmers and those without means suffered because of the decreased opportunities for their family. So this family, Elimelech and Naomi and Malon and Chilion and Orpah and Rufa, Ruth, they all left and they sought opportunity in a new land, in a land called Moab. That land, Moab, is where Ruth and Orpah were from. They lived and thrived in Moab for a period of time, but then Elimelech and Malon and Chilion died and they leave their mother and their wives widowed. In their grief and knowing the plight of the widow and the immigrant in Moab, Naomi planned to head back to Bethlehem. Even though there wasn't a ton of food there and the outlook wasn't hopeful, even though in Bethlehem there were laws that prevented women from providing for themselves and the circumstances could be dire, they weren't sure because they hadn't been to Bethlehem in a long time. But if they stayed in Moab, Naomi would be both a widow and an immigrant refugee. So if they go to Bethlehem, Ruth and Orpah would be the immigrant refugees there. No matter where this group of three women went, the oppression of their circumstances was likely to follow them. So they tried to choose the place that had the most hope. They looked for a land of opportunity. And so Naomi told her widowed daughters-in-law to, to stay in their homeland of Moab and to find new husbands and new lives. And that's where we meet a portion of our scripture this morning from the first chapter of the book of Ruth. Ruth said, do not press me to leave you or turn back from following you. Wherever you go, Naomi, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God shall be my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me and more as well, if even death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that her daughter-in-law, Ruth, was determined to go with her, she said no more. So Ruth and Naomi head to Bethlehem, and Orpah decides that she's going to stay in Moab. We read further in Ruth about how Naomi's widowed daughter-in-law puts herself at risk to live as both a widow and an alien in Bethlehem. And still, Ruth and Naomi remain this family unit, traveling together and committed to providing for one another. And in the third chapter of Ruth, the 22nd verse, we read, So Naomi returned together with Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, who came back with her from the country of Moab. They came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now Naomi had a kinsman on her husband's side, a prominent rich man of the family of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain behind someone in whose sight I might find favor. And Naomi said to Ruth, go my daughter. And so Ruth went and she came and gleaned in the field behind the reapers. These are the words of God for the people of God. 
Thanks be to God. So returning to Bethlehem had to be so full of emotion for Naomi. The last time that she was in Bethlehem, everything was different. Her sons were alive. The journeys of their lives stretched out far in front of them. But then there was this famine and the poor grew poorer and they started to get sick. And there were more and more challenges for anyone who was not wealthy or healthy or well connected. So they left and they left the place that they had called home for so long in the hopes of finding a better life. But then the challenges continued and Naomi had to face the grief of the death of her husband and both of her sons. Grief is weird. It's not linear or cyclical. There may be stages that could be defined, but it is entirely likely that explaining grief is just as hard as experiencing it. When faced with indescribable grief weighing options for survival, Naomi discovered that returning home to Bethlehem was the best choice that was available to her. So how do you go back to something that used to be familiar after losing so much? Grief changed Naomi. Grief changes us. I think we can all agree that many of us have lost a lot recently. Some of what we've lost is gone forever. Some of it is just out of place, waiting to be found. The grief and loss has to color our experience of return, doesn't it? Navigating this time is hard. It's complicated and there are so many layers and there's no right or wrong way to face this time. We're returning to something that is a little bit different. We may stay that little bit different or we ourselves might become a little bit different. What we return to might continue to change a little bit more and that's scary and it's a little bit hard and it may be a bit exciting or terrifying or exhilarating or all of those things all mashed together. God helped Naomi to navigate her uncertainties. God, God brought Naomi together with Ruth and led them to Boaz, to safety, to family, and to hope. God doesn't leave us alone to face challenges or uncertainties or obstacles. God doesn't leave us alone, period. Full stop. God does not return to us because God never left us in the first place. God has been with us all of this time. And God remains with us, surrounding us and going before us and leading us always, always, wherever we go, whether it be going somewhere for the first time or wherever we return. God is always with us. May this be so. Amen.